Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Is It Just Me? It's the podcast that I like to think of as your weekly therapy session where we examine the minute details that are so important from our lives. And we ask questions like, is it just me who changes their tea towel more than their underpants? That's coming up. Get excited. (laughs) Get excited. I mean, the benefit for you listeners, of course, is that you usually realize that no one is as odd as me, Joe Elvin, or the other one, James or me. Williams. I'm very odd. I'm yeah. going to be really odd today because the guest today, I'm almost going to be struck dumb because I mean, I'm so in awe of her. Seriously, somehow a mistake has been made and we've, <laughs> and we've booked actual royalty. <laughs> oh, we really, the we really have. It's, in my eyes, Acting she is. royalty, star of stage and screen. Um, I mean, we could do the whole podcast just listing her accolades and achievements. We um, haven't got time, I'm afraid, to get through <laughs> that CV. She's also currently a best-selling author. We are absolutely beside ourselves to be in the presence of Celia Imri, everybody. Good morning. morning. (laughs) National treasure is bandied around too often, but in this case, Celia, it's absolutely 100% true. You won't see how bright red I am already, but thank you. (laughs) Glowing. We're not very good at taking compliments in this country. Do you think, do you agree with that, Celia, as British people? It's very odd because inside my shoes, my toes are all scrunched up (laughs) because the minute you start to be so kind, I'm thinking, part of me, of course, loves it. And I'm thinking, oh, how kind and um, over generous but the other half of me and it's really weird because i can't quite understand it is going I, but, it's but something I, in a, it, I think it's, it's a very british thing yes. i think because it took me Curious. a long time because it, i i actually had some therapy and, and the therapist actually pointed out to me you, it's actually very rude to reject a i think as british people we're kind of told oh do we silly it's nothing special i'm nothing and it's actually quite an aggressive way to sort of react to a very lovely person saying something mm. very nice to you mm. and he just said you know it, you should learn to take a compliment yes. so i've actually really worked on it but then i've said this before the one time i then first tried to, tried to road test accepting a compliment somebody then said oh you're quite full of yourself aren't you <laughs> Oh no! I know. Oh, so mean. I'm back to square one, Celia. Anyway, no, I was oh. in a bad mood that day. Yeah. Oh. yeah. 
Uh, anyway, we yeah. digress. But, but, yes. but next time, feel w- w- whether your toes are scrunching up. Because it's quite. I mean, See, I call it bum shriveling. I, I, maybe it's <laughs> Australian. She's I'm Australian. More coarse. Yes, no, no, no. So, yeah. no yeah. I, I get it, but it's the yeah. same thing. Isn't it is. It? Yeah. But nobody can see it. No. But it's going on while you're having your. Celia is a lady, so she went for toes. Exactly. You went <laughs> yeah. straight for the bum. Yeah. Yeah. And you are a you're a, a lady. You're an actress. You're an authoress. Yes. You've got a new book out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Your third book. Yes. A nice cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Or a nice cup of tea. A nice cup of... Oh. Yes. I know. Well, only because it's set in Nice. on so many <laughs> levels. <laughs> <laughs> You're a literary it, genius. Oh, yeah. Well. <laughs> so tell us all about it. Um, well, it's the same team as mm. the other two books. Yeah. Um, and they're wonderful characters. I'm mad about them. And I really love to put them in the worst situations they possibly can get into. And then the best. They're just about to... Um, carry on with their restaurant which is an enormous gamble actually and it doesn't go very well um and then there's a um a grandmother whose granddaughter goes missing there's a stalker involved there's sally one of the characters goes back to her acting profession so it's all it's a bit of a roller coaster actually but set in the most paradise place um, near Nice. Now, I think this must be the difference between writers and non-writers because occasionally I'll have an idea and think, oh, that might make a good book and I'll stand in the shower thinking and then this could happen and that can happen and then it all just gets too hard to put it all together. (laughs) But do you find, so do you get pleasure out of unknotting a plot or does it stress you out? Um, Well, it's, I do do it as I go along and I do, because, um, I went to a marvellous man, Robert McKee, who I'm sure you all know, um, the story structure um, lecturer, um, and he says that very thing, make the worst thing happen and then the best thing happen. So that is actually rather fun, thinking about what could be even more awful than this. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, uh, and also, I love my characters and I want to play all of them. Yeah, and that's the thing. Could that be a possibility are we well i do i do think of it filmically actually uh, uh, simply because it's such a fantastically breathtaking beautiful place that i've set it all it is quite nice niece Really? Yeah. Is. Did you think anyone and, said that uh, before? Uh, and obviously, I yeah. about it. And, ob- <laughs> and I'm sure you there's can. a song about it yeah. though. So much nicer in Nice. And I'm assuming yeah. you have to do lots of trips there for research purposes as well, then, Celia. Well, I do. I get. In fact, I write there oh, only. Perfect. Only. Yes. Because I was going to say, what is your writing process? That probably makes it quite simple to sort of switch off from your, I guess, your day job and get into the writing mode. Yes, and uh, uh, because the colours, the smells. I mean, that sounds a bit sort of airy fairy but actually it's true the, Abs- the turquoise sea yeah. the the smell of the strawberries the air i promise you it it, it is all part of it and this uh, is where so we've been going wrong in our writing careers joe or attempted <laughs> writing careers we need to go to nice i don't think there's any possibility of my writing career ever going no. right yeah. oh come but, on yeah. but can i ask then celia yes. um have you always written is this something and it but in, uh, no, how did this come about not. because obviously for me you are probably one of our most well, successful, but also you, you seem to be always working. For an actress which you, or an actor, it's actually, you know, it's a, it's a dicey business, isn't it? You mm-hmm. don't know where your next job's coming from. Mm-hmm. But I would, it seems you've always got another job coming. 
And where have you found time to basically write all these books? Well, it's oh. really started when somebody said, uh, have you ever thought of writing your life? And I said, oh, no, of course not. And they said, well, if you don't, somebody else will. And I thought, oh, no, they oh won't, <laughs> by the way. That person so, thinking, yes, here's, no, no, a, no. here's a hole in the market. No, yeah. no, no, no. no I'm certainly, so anyway, I did, and I really enjoyed it. And then, of course, they said, well, now you've done that. How about a, a book? And I suppose I've got to the point in my life when I'm, I often now will answer to whatever question, why not? So that's really honestly how it happened. And did you sort of say yes and then panic slightly? Or A did little you just, bit, yeah. yes, of course. But it's good. It's good to frighten yourself, I oh, think, isn't it? I think it's essential. Yeah. In fact, um, I have a sort of motto that I have to give myself a heebie-jeebie every day. <laughs> now, this Ooh. is my first one of the day. I was going to say, right. is this, yes. is this oh, the heebie-jeebie for today? Uh, yeah. uh, yes, but I might have some more, even. Oh, I was going to say, is agreeing to be on the podcast the first heebie-jeebie of the day? <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's a good thing, you see. I'm all for frightening yourself. I mean, for heaven's sake. You know, if you can imagine, I I was trying to explain to somebody about a first night in a play. Now I stand in the wings and think I'm going to die of fright. I think that my heart is going to fall out of my shirt onto the stage. And you think, so why are you doing this again? And and standing with Dame Jude, I remember, um, Dame Judy Dench at the National Theatre, hearing on the other side of the curtain the hum of the audience and I knew and she knew all of them had come to see her so you know the more you do the more is expected of you and so you think well why am I doing this what that's major fright that's not heebie-jeebie fright that's that's you know major um but the joy of doing it yeah and the fright and having done it and got a clear round or whatever must outweigh the horror. I think it's also a case of, you know, often you, you say yes to something and, and, and we always say, I think Joe, you always say, was it Tina Fey or somebody always said, say yes figure it out fi- later. and figure it out later. Yeah. Always well. say yes and figure mm. it out later. Yeah. But it's interesting, you know, especially when you do something for the first time, whether it's a live audience or, or some kind of, I don't know, new uh, sort of venture in your work or, or personal life. The first time you do it, you're, you're winging it, aren't you? You're, yep. you're, it's that sort of imposter syndrome. Where you think, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. But um, but also I think it's really interesting because we we often do things well in front of audiences, but it's on a podcast or in front of real life, and obviously not on the same scale that you do. But somebody once said to me, it's all about how you perceive it. Because you have to remember those people. Nobody comes there wanting to watch you fail. No, because watching no. somebody fail or stumble is actually very uncomfortable to watch. Horrible. I think so I said that. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, it's true. Yeah. It's absolutely right. Yeah. Everybody there is willing you yeah. to, to be great because you know there's nothing more awkward than someone not being great, is mm. there? So no, it's quite. interesting how you can just turn that and it is if you can sort of make that shift yes. you could actually use it to your advantage I think. and and the, the, the nervousness the flip side of that that coin is excitement yes but anything tina fey says and does i'm with her she's I think my she's secret mentor she doesn't she? know it but she, uh, she is she'd love yeah. it though yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have a look about Oh. Tina. Oh my God, she's going to sue you if that gets <laughs> No, no, no. No, seriously. She's so cool. Well, I'm sure she listens to the podcast. Yeah, you know? probably. Um, so, oh yeah, so, I was, so, um, so going back to Joe's question then, so do you think we're going to see some adaptations? Is, is it, it, have there been options? Is that the word we, we use in the business? Yes, they are. Right. Uh, optioned at the moment. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, truly, when I go to Nice, it is um, really so filmic. I imagine it's jolly expensive 
to, to, to film, film there. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is. You might have to find uh, a nice. I was going to say. Bucharesque beach I'd, or yeah. something that could be dressed up. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Deal could <laughs> yeah. could double for yeah, Nice, not, could it? Not with our not, weather and for, I, I do love Deal, but yes. I, actually, when I was there at Easter, it could it gave Nice a run for its money. But yeah. our, our weather's too uh, unreliable. Mm, mm. And do you think then, Celia? Because obviously, it's, it's interesting, isn't it, when you hear about people who um, have their work turned into whether it's a TV mm. show or a film. Would you be able to kind of let go and allow somebody to sort of? do what they wanted with it or do you think you'd want to be involved and mm, have a sort of that's a difficult one I mean yes I think it's a good idea to let somebody else have a go I mean if it was somebody like Ol Parker for instance who I so admire because he wrote both the Marigold Hotel films and directed Mamma Mia Here We Go Again somebody like him I know he would uh, you know fly with it and he should take your call Celia he should really take your call yes I'm sure he will (laughs) (laughs) well we look forward to seeing it hopefully I've seen you in such a a a gamut of genres as well like I saw you in Pinter 6 a little while ago with my dear friend Tracy I love it when I get to go to a play my sister mine too I'll fight you for it (laughs) Um, and um, and one of my favourite television series from the last year is Patrick Melrose which is very just one big like of the BAFTAs really quite I know brutal I know and I know which do you have you probably hate this question but do you have a preference for where's your sort of like more spiritual home in terms of genre not really I mean because we don't have uh, I said in my autobiography that um, uh, as an actor you have to wait to be asked to dance I can't just go and say oh by the way can I be in Melrose I bet you could well <laughs> no, you have, to, you have to put yourself on tape and be agreed and everything. You anyway. still have, do you still have to oh, yeah. audition? Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And um, uh, so, um, you know, I, I, the only thing I can try to do is do something as different as possible to the last thing, if I can, if that means changing from theatre to film or a different sort of character. <clears throat> but it was... Um, she was a bit of a cow, wasn't she? <laughs> Kettle that but I played. So fabulous. Um, I mean, you know, maybe that's really why was. I remember. I just always gravitate to the Miranda Priestley end yeah. of the spectrum. Yeah. Play, no. against, play against type, of yeah. course. No, yeah. no, no, no. But, but, but they're always the best parts. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always. I mean, for me, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've said I said this to you before we started, Celia. For me and my sister, growing up, Victoria Wood was our everything. And, it, and in many ways, you know, her shows shaped our sense of humour, mm. our in-jokes. We can still pull out lines right now. If we are in the depth of despair, you reach for a Victoria Wood line or something to make on Antiques and literally it makes the day much better. Yeah. Um, but she was, wasn't she? She had this remarkable thing. Because talking about Joe talked about, essentially, yeah, a lot of the people in Victoria's realm obviously found their initial fame through comedy. But yeah. Have actually subsequently gone on to win Oscars and appear in Oscar-winning films. She really did have an incredible eye for spotting talent, didn't she? If you mm-hmm. think about the people she assembled. Yes. It's very, quite yes. remarkable. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't believe my luck sometimes that I was there at the beginning of her team, in, yeah. in a way, and the way she had us back year after year, because, of course, it meant that we could work really quickly. Yeah. Because uh, it was know. just a shorthand, I'm assuming. Exactly, yeah. exactly. I mean, but that's a WhatsApp group I want to be in. I want to <laughs> be in the Victoria Wood Dinner Ladies WhatsApp group. Well, it... It, it was predates it, it, that. Tru- it truly was wonderful. Although, um, of course... In that uh, hilarity, very often um, you had to be very straight. Um, you know, for instance, Acorn Antiques, which oh. of course I adored being in, and you know, I, I love it when people call me Miss Babs. But um, <laughs> but but it, cleverly, she never had us doing it live to an audience. 
because we had to be, I mean, because I was, you know, based on Noel Gordon, actually, I expect you realise, um, and was very, very serious actress and hated it when things went wrong and my telephone <laughs> kept on ringing when I'd picked up the receiver and had to give it a bash. You know, and so uh, th- th- there was something very, very disciplined about that seriousness, which, of course, made it hopefully funnier. But yeah. also, I mean, how on earth you all managed to keep straight faces? Because... You must have known. You often speak to actors and, and you know, they say, you don't really know, you read a script and then it all depends how it's edited and lots of factors come into play whether or not you know you're onto a winner. But surely when you were doing it, you knew it was so funny because surely you wanted to laugh. Well, it, it's interesting <laughs> with Acon Antiques actually because it was, uh, you know, I thought that Victoria had chosen me because she thought I was really a naff actress, you know. <laughs> um, you know, and so... Uh, the, on the on the page, it was sort of uh, you know quite light, and I do remember the cameramen looking at it and thinking, "Why is this so sort of homemade and going wrong?" Because everything else in the show actually was very polished, and polished, yeah. and then suddenly you get the seven minutes at the end where the scenery's swaying, and <laughs> um, uh, and, and one year, one week. Do you remember I turned Acorn Antiques into a health farm for yeah. no reason at all? <laughs> and and people missing their cues, people walking yeah. in and walking and, back out and, of shots, and and, and uh, Julie Walters oh. in a lime green uh, leotard. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, so the cameraman that was the good clue couldn't work out why on earth this uh, rather scrappy uh, sketch at the end of the show was going on just shows you how groundbreaking it was really Mm. oh yes and so but so it was only at the end that they uh, joined in and put their cameras you know in shot and the booms hit Duncan Preston on the head and things like that so it was quite a clever creep up of of comedy but the basicness was everybody was trying to do it right which made it yeah. funnier <laughs> <laughs> and i guess it, it's now gone into that sort of hallowed sort of hall of fame whereby you know you, you flick on a, t- a tv channel and there's normally dinner ladies or victoria it's it's, it's now on netflix mm. i mean have you found that you, even you can't turn on a tv without seeing yourself well, at some point what 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 i love actually is that dinner ladies for instance we did at breakneck speed so Often you missed about three of the jokes because people were laughing, but we kept on. Yeah. So that's rather thrilling um, to revisit. But, you know, the, the, the soup um, sketch with Julie Walters playing a hundred-year-old waitress with banging her deaf aid. I promise you, we never got through that in rehearsals, ever. <laughs> Um, but I think it might be my, my favourite thing ever, and um, I still yeah. quote it to my husband if we're having a bad oh. time in a restaurant. But also, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you do, <laughs> and also you can't eat soup without yeah. saying no. You know, but it, but if we'd laughed during that recording, we would have absolutely ruined it because the timing was all. We knew how long she was going to take coming yeah. out of the I don't know kitchen again. <laughs> well, yeah. I can tell you, yeah, inside of my mouth, you probably still wear the scars. Completely yeah. Yes. <laughs> Chewing. <laughs> but also, it's one of those clips as well now through social media. But it'll just randomly pop up in your Facebook feed because people just look to those yeah. things, I guess, in these times of like sometimes troubling, miserable times. You look for light and shade, don't you? You find these well, gr- brilliant sort of classic. It, it is true, I'm sure, um, that, you know, that the sound of people laughing at you, I promise you, is like easier to accept than a compliment, as mm. a matter of fact. Because what it really is, the audience is silently going thumbs, thumbs up. up. We like you. Yeah. 
but it's addictive and yeah. it's the most thrilling sound um, yeah. the sound of laughter and actually if you're fed up you can quickly sort of lose um, you know the, the joy in your face and it makes you worse if you make yourself smile even in the depths of horror it's uh, extraordinary what it'll do to your face. Well, uh, looking at your Truly. cheekbones, yes. I'm going to take that to heart. <laughs> Very sound advice. I mean, my God. I mean, we yeah. could literally sit here all day and go through I'm all of the amazing things you've been you. a part of. If you're a weirdo that hasn't checked out any of the amazing things we've been talking about, you can find them on, like I said, they're now on Netflix or they're on many of the sort of main channels. And also, ch- channels. you are quite a weirdo. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan. I'm just going to put out my hand see. and say that. I yeah. am. And also, I can see Cecilia about to call the security to sort of get her out of here before I actually go. Just it the people who haven't seen. Oh, I saw. I think of my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so used to I mean, pointing out that I'm the weirdo. Yeah. yeah, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway. But anyway, also, Cindy, you, you yes. said the book is out now. Yes. Uh, well, it's uh, tomorrow. It's actually, yes, it's tomorrow. Day. So, uh, and it'll be available. I'm assuming on in all good bookshops and on yes. Amazon. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. A nice cup of tea. Nice cup of tea. I mean, I mean, that's a title that. Or, is, or should I say a niece, niece cup of tea? You can say whatever you like, but it really the joke is, is it's yeah. a niece cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. Niece, niece cup of tea. Yes. That seems like an oxymoron, if I'm honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Do they know, make good tea yeah. in Nice? No. Mm, it's it's not it's if not. If you as go bad around to Celia's house, yeah, yes. that's okay. about yeah. it. Then you see, I'll yeah. ta- I'll take it from if I'm allowed to uh, um, brand. I'll take some Fortnum and Mason tea with me. For me, it's Yorkshire Gold. Ah, yes, I've got that. Yeah, big fan. Yorkshire no, girl. no, no, yeah. I, I, I dead right. The spoon has to be able to stand up on its mm-hmm. own mm-hmm. <laughs> in mm-hmm. the cup. Yep. yep. Got it. Yeah. Oh, so you go. We're tea kindred spirits. We yes. are. It's all yeah. good. Um, anyway, yes, do check a, a nice slash nice cup of tea available in all good uh, bookshops now. Anyway, see, are you ready to do some real sort sure. of hardcore arguing about yeah. some very silly I mean, nonsense? You know, yes. We've avoided question time, but now. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Go, go. Here's where it gets a bit serious. All right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Right, first up this week, Celia and Joe. Um, is it just me who never, ever uses Siri or Alexa? I mean, I definitely don't use Alexa because I don't even have Alexa at home, but I don't use Siri on my phone. To me, Alexa and Siri are like if somebody invented hats for eggs. <laughs> so what is the point? What, we, it's, it's, an, it's a need that's been invented that we never needed, I think. Well, I, I mean, I'm really, the interesting thing is I'm really not quite sure what this is. As far as I can remember. <laughs> and you're you alive, you're walking around, you got your trousers yeah. on this morning without any help from Alexa or Siri, didn't exactly. you? Exactly. Yeah. But what is, what is it? You just sit in your chair and get somebody to turn your television well, what on. What you do is you stand near your kitchen window and you turn on your phone and you say, Siri, what's the weather like today? Yeah. Oh, and Siri. instead of looking out the window, the phone will tell you what the weather is like today. But who is this person in your phone? It's well, Siri. So well, nosy. Well, this was my point. I think yeah. if Siri had slightly more interesting voices like, or like a, a sort of selection of different people answering the question, I might be more inclined to get involved. I like, enjoyed it when my toddler used to go, Siri... Are you stupid? And just oh, sort yes. of like to hear what came back but from that. But that's the thing. I and think what that, did yeah, come back? Just sort of, I'm sorry. I, I don't, don't understand that question. Ah, but that's yes. the thing. I yeah. think oh, the only time I've ever seen anyone use Siri is to ask a stupid question. They know that Siri's going to not be able to answer. And we'll then say, I'm sorry, I can't give you the answer. But it, I don't like the idea of somebody being inside my house that I can't see. <laughs> it's very I demon don't know, seed, isn't it? I don't know what they yeah. look like. It's, it's very, very nosy. Yeah. yeah. But also it makes us so lazy. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. It, I mean, well, it, really, I mean, even looking up Google, which, of course, we all do, but there's something much more, uh, uh, I think, exciting about going to a, I'm going to think I'm so old-fashioned, but going to an encyclopedia, seeing a, looking up what you're 
wanting to know? Seeing a picture, seeing all the other bits of information. Oh, you should hear me talking to the kids in my office. I was like, in my day, I had to spend a whole day in the library looking That's, at newspaper oh, cuttings. Or reading exactly. a map. <laughs> but, it's, but, it, yeah. but that was quite thrilling. Yes, yeah. when you actually found the thing. You found I the mean, thing. I mean, it was six months later, but you did I know. <laughs> I mean, what's happening to maps? A map's just a dying well, thing. I'm, I'm telling map. you, nobody's going to know how to go anywhere. No. If there was a, please God, if there was a terrible crisis, nobody would know how to read a map because my feeling is when you go to the the places where you um, need a map and you go to use your phone they're also the places that have no phone service exactly exactly (laughs) there's a slight weird irony in that or the map is upside down and north (laughs) is south or something I'm not very good on those but it's a it's a big danger isn't it because I can hear myself saying in my day and remember thinking what an old bore this person is (laughs) you know in the old days kind of enjoying becoming that old bore are you but you're not Oh. No, but I still maintain I have never seen anyone, a, a, a millennial or a younger or a teen, I've never seen anyone genuinely ask Siri a question out loud because, A, I don't get the concept because I feel like we're actually in in, a, in an era now where people actually barely want to answer the phone. So, you know, and, and I admit, if I'm on public transport and someone's ringing me, I won't take a call on public transport. Mm. I, d- I find it a bit embarrassing. Yeah. So I'm never going to get my phone well, you're, out. you're unusual, though. Because <laughs> mostly you get the whole bloody, that. you know, uh, people's agenda, what they're going to oh, have yeah, for yeah, supper. Yeah, yeah. Not interested. I was, yeah. I, was I, had so I had a woman um, telling everyone about her cervical smear on the phone. <gasps> no. How embarrassing. Yeah, it was normal, everyone. Relax. It was normal. <laughs> Are you but sure she wasn't like, part of some undercover no, comedy I show? Because to, I think she wants to get the word out, so I'm getting it out. It was a good smear. Wow. Oh, please. Seriously. But, but also, you can, you can. why do people speak so loudly on their phone? I mean, I'm sure I probably do too, so I'm not an angel. But there, but there has been times when I've watched uh, a gentleman outside a pub uh, quite late at night saying, no, I'm still in the office, darling. No, another <laughs> meeting. Yeah. Mm. No, no, can't, won't be able to get home. You just say, you bloody liar. Yeah, Absol- you should have yelled into yeah. his phone. <laughs> I know where he really is. Yeah. He's here with me. Siri, where's <laughs> <Yeah>. my husband? <laughs> I wonder how many times that's been said but to you Siri. Know, we, we did, um, in my my day job, uh, the paper did a, a feature on... Um, they found families who had like five and six Alexas that they were using in their houses. Well, I've got to say, it's extraordinary. It's spooky. I'm yeah. more, I'm more, I have to say, I was always a bit skeptical. And at Christmas, my uncles got one. And I have to say, it, it did almost make me go, oh, actually, this isn't a bad thing. But it, you are right, Celia. It, it will make you lazy because mm. what would happen was rather than me sat there on my phone and saying it really embarrassing things, in, typing it into Google, you just have to say them out loud. But in a weird way, I mean, it depends what, what you're Googling. Hell. It depends End on your Google. days. Yes. But also it's, ref- it's reflective of your Google search because there are some things a lot of people are not going to want to say out loud. Also, can I just say one yeah. day in Take a Break magazine, we're going to see a story with a man who marries his Alexa. Oh, don't. <laughs> it's definitely yes. Yes. It's on yeah. its, it's on yeah. roots. Yeah. It's going to fall in love with that voice. Oh. And that'll be it. Well, so basically, I, I feel like we're all in unison on this subject. We're all a bit Siri, Alexa, suspicious. If you've, yes. got, if you've got a case for Alexa, then because I'm just genuinely baffled about what the need is for an Alexa. Well, I do. I tell you what it Unless is. Unless they happy. want to sponsor the podcast, well, and then I think they're well, amazing. You, funnily <laughs> yeah. enough, this, this is a true story, I swear to God. At yeah. Christmas, when my uncles got their their Google Home, which is basically like an, an Alexa, and they said, what can I do with it? And they always say, we can never find the podcast. How do we listen to the podcast? And I literally went... 
Oh, Alexa, play Is It Just Me podcast. Oh, I want to change my answer. I want to change this. So I have to say. Delete, re-record the whole thing. Everyone get out there, invest in it. And (laughs) that's how you'll be able to listen to Is It Just Me every week with ease. (laughs) But if you are sat at home uh, or sat anywhere in the world, uh, sat on a a tube trying to zone out a very loud talking person on their phone, um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, The email address uh, to get in touch with us is is it just me podcast at gmail.com. And I believe, Miss Elvin, we do have uh, an email this week from a lovely regular listener all the way from New Zealand, I believe. Oh, my gosh. We are so international. What can we say? Uh, you read it. You've, oh, got, you've got the email voice. Okay, uh, not really. This yeah. is from lovely Emily, uh, Hello, Emily, and you say and your team. I love that. Yeah, I know. Hi, yeah. Joe, James, and your team. <laughs> That's just me and Joe. I'm afraid, uh, Emily. Am uh, I on your team today? Oh, you are yeah. certainly okay. and forever. No, we're now. on okay. your team, Emily. Um, yeah. Anyway, you say Emily. I'm relatively new to podcasts uh, in general, so I've been enjoying catching up. Um, so your question, what is the best icebreaker questions? I once met a girl who asked men, if you were a bug, what type of bug would you be as a way yeah. of flirting? That's a strange one. I was going to say, she said it didn't hurt that she was beautiful, yeah. but she swears anyone who answers this has good chat after it. I'm not convinced by that question. No, they just mm. can't believe that someone hot is uh, talking to them about anything. I hate to say it, Emily. Yeah. I think your friend must be really beautiful to make up for that question. Yeah. That's not a good icebreaker question. No. Do you have a good icebreaker question, Celia? Um... Because I, I, this started because I believe you might know my friend Chris, who's a director, uh, Chris Gernon, and she her I think, oh, yes. her question is always, "Have you come far?" And we always take the piss out of Chris because it's such a strange. Old That's what the Queen would say. <laughs> I know. Well, Chris Isn't says it? that. Have you come far? Have um, you come far? We always say icebreaker questions are hard ones. So I'm, I'm afraid Emily, I'm not convinced by your friend's one, but we are very glad that you're listening all the way from New Zealand. Um, um, do keep on listening um, and if you are sat at home and you want to get in touch like I said do listen to it um, do email us sorry at isitjustmepodcast at gmail.com and you might get a shout out on the show you might okay bit of a niche one as mentioned <laughs> in the intro is it just me Celia Imri James Williams I'm laughing already sorry changes my tea towels probably more than my knickers I've got a big sort of <laughs> slash love-hate thing with tea towels. I thought you were going to say I've got yes. some big, big ass knickers or something you are going to oh, say well, there. Yeah, obs, obs. But um, I, I, I do, luckily for me, my child mother does not know how to listen to podcasts. So right. here we go. I find that if you've used the tea towel to wipe the dishes and wash your hands and wipe your hands after you've washed your hands, then that thing is now rancid and has to go into the wash I seem to be the only person in my household who has that problem. And everybody else acts like it's the last tea towel on earth and we must preserve the tea towel (laughs) until its last thread is clinging on. When actually, it's a damn... Germ central. You do now make a very for somebody yeah. who's lived in sort of blissful ignorance. You make a very convincing argument, and I'm now imagining one of those like you know those lights they use in like cop shows in America where they well, show quite. you. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's all right. All We've got a washing machine. You know, they you, can go in there quite easily. You are, I guess, I would argue in. The life gets in the way, Joe. There's a lot going on in the world. And I guess for me, I'm going to put hand in the air, possibly my tea towel. But now, my tea towel maintenance is shocking. I find to a yours. drawer full of clean tea towels one of the most reassuring domestic moments. I have a lot of them as well, but you yeah, are I right. do too. Do you? Yes, yeah. but now, now you see, you're shaming me. I'm going to go straight home and put mine in the washing machine. <laughs> on a boil wash. Is, what I'm I want coming to know is, yours with a blue line. No, but tell me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you uh, put them in the washing machine more than once a day? Oh, no, no, no. I've just oh. got a lot of tea towels. No, no, no. But I want to know. So uh, 
we're talking pants and tea towels, aren't yes. we? Oh, I see. Yeah. You see okay. what I mean? So, yeah. um, so both probably but would be yeah, uh, changed daily. It daily? Yeah. Probably. Wow. But, yeah. but you wouldn't be more than once a day I'm, with a tea towel, would you? I'm exaggerating just to make a point. But I've probably got – no, I, would, I personally would be up for – Drying the dishes and then putting the tea towel in the wash. I mean, so, so you way, might have to get out another one then oh yeah, before the end of the day. Sometimes three. I mean, like ah, a maverick. But, but you wouldn't do that with your pants, would you? No, but I probably change my pants <laughs> at least twice. Like, what, what, put them on in the morning. Change for the evening. If I go to the gym, that's another change. Ah. We, end up, we do talk about underpants a lot on this we show. Do, don't well, we? you know, but yeah, people want to yeah. know this stuff, Joe. I mean, but I do guess you're not taught things like tea towel maintenance at school. Nope. You know, these are things, you know, there, there are gaps in the syllabus. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, I quite often in my house, if I haven't been on tea towel Watch. maintenance, I will go to pick up the tea towel to dry a dish and it's soaking wet. <gasps> I was going to say, come on, everybody. I was going to say nothing that does make me, you, you tend to find that a lot in like communal offices. So when I go into like an office now and you pick up the tea towel and it's wet, you're like, mm, no, nothing good going to come Can I tell you something? That. I go haven't on. had a cold in about four years and I'm convinced ah. it's because I don't go near that damn office kitchen. <laughs> Convinced. Yep. Yeah, yeah, they are some mm. of the worst things. I mean, talk about police tape and CSI. Yep, um, disgusting. But you've got to have good linen, though. Really good linen tea towels, are yes. good, aren't they? Beautiful. Because they have marvelous yeah. drying and uh, jacquard, um, jacquard tea towels in France. You well, would love. Oh yes, because they're so pretty as well as exactly. Well, I have a serious question for you now. Do you think? Because I think actually that there is a, again a nice link here. Cause I would argue. Do you ever buy your own tea towels? I feel that they're the things that are bought for you no, as I gifts. I buy them because it's, <laughs> no, it's like quite a boring gift to give somebody, <laughs> well, aren't they? I clearly know a lot of boring unless, people. <laughs> unless they're so very beautiful. Can I tell you something really embarrassing? <laughs> Go on. Uh, once years ago, a friend's wedding and she had a wedding list and everything on it was super expensive. And I'd also left it quite late. And the only thing left... That you could afford. That I could afford, <laughs> which was still cost me... 50 pounds wow. was a set of tea towels. And I I've, bet they and, were nice tea towels. And I, and I really been. did get a, a sort of a thank you for the tea towels. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did think maybe she did sort of think they were an additional aside and I made them the As a matter thing. of fact, if they were, yeah. you know, that beautiful, they I can see. All right, yeah. Yeah, but I can see that would be rather a good gift. But I, I still wanted to write back and say, can I just point out, I did spend fifty pounds on them, yeah. Mm. But obviously, I didn't. No, but it was a bit of a Larry David scenario. That whole thing. It's a funny thing. Is I, I, I do certainly remember the time when I actually was in a shop and I thought, "Oh, they're nice tea towels," and I thought, "Oh, this is it. You're officially getting on in life." Because no, I, I wonder <laughs> who invented. I wonder who invented the, the name tea, tea, towels, tea towels, by the way. Because is it what, what? What's it got to do with tea, actually? Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? Actually. It makes me think it's Australian. Where in Australia, tea is dinner. Also, so Celia, I, think it's, yeah. I would argue, yeah. crying out for some merchandise for your book. I know. A, a I'm nice just cup thinking. of tea, tea towel. Exactly. Exactly. With, with the cover on. Absolutely. Very good you, idea. You must write that wrong. Okay. Say, yes. I think what would sell out was we're going to need considerably bigger buns. That would oh, be, well, that's, that's, yes. that would be <laughs> that, your tea that, towel. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might well be. What with me on the front? <laughs> of it, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Basically, your entire I mean, back catalogue could be turned into a tea towel, Celia. I mean, you're welcome. Okay. Why not? <laughs> so um, I don't know what conclusions we've well, drawn on that we most are, pressing topic. We're basically well, a bunch yeah. of tea towel weirdos. I th- I, well, no, but I think we're, 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 
I, I'm, I'm going, going say, home. I'm going to say we've we, been slightly shamed. We have. We? have, I, have and I'm going have you been straight home. Today, Celia? Yes. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going straight, straight home. home and put mine in the washing machine. To be machine. honest, I, I'm going to sound really like, a, I like a bigger weird. And I'm feeling bad enough because at the moment I'm quite tense by the fact that somebody, my old flatmate, actually brought out the Christmas tea towel. And we've been using a Christmas tea out of season. And it's very bad luck. So it's not been sitting well with me anyway. So that I'm going home and I'm chucking that straight in the wash and in the attic until Christmas time. Give it a boil. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) (laughs) enough of the tea towels. (laughs) If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is it just me who thinks that people who go to restaurants and get out their phones and don't talk to each other should be banned, <laughs> either from the restaurant or from uh, using their phones in public? From polite society. Yes. Yeah. It's the saddest sight, especially when it's a sort of family out for a dinner. Oh, yes. yes. And all that. I mean, I'm sure that I'm not alone on this one. Because no. it's just I mean, no you, conversation. Do you think... It has to be happening, don't you think? Because I feel like the no reservations thing became a very big trend in restaurants. Surely the no phones, you know, because there was some screenings or films you I can't think, go into I think with the phone. There are some restaurants that are doing that already. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it's a great idea because you are right. It brings back the art of dinner conversation, which I, I think really is a dying art. The other way, especially if it's just me and my husband out, I almost go into panto mode demonstrating what great conversationalists we are. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, so if he says something love funny, I, I really, ah! You're, that, you're <laughs> tipping that head back. Where that couple, we've still got loads to talk about. I, I just kind of go the other way. Yeah. Well, you're, um, well, are you alone, do you think? I mean, if you look around. 
Uh, oh, don't look around. I've only got eyes for my husband's uh, He makes my heart flutter every time he walks oh into the goodness. room. Oh, my goodness. Who needs a phone when yeah. you've got Ross? Yeah. Mm. Although there is also a special place in hell, forgive me, for people who have their families, their unruly families, and don't throw an iPad on the table if it makes peace for everybody else <laughs> in the restaurant. I guess. Yeah. But it's a dangerous place path isn't it because oh, yeah. yeah. kids have got to learn i'm afraid yeah you know you're right where do you sit on this whole screen time are, are you glued to your phone celia are you quite good at being able to I, sort of I you know, hope put it I'm away not. i mean it's a it's a, a bit of a hole that you can get into isn't it yeah um but uh i'm just uh, i'm worried that actually i'm one of those people that bang into people on purpose when they're coming towards me texting. <laughs> I do. I really do. <laughs> on purpose. I would make that I like a reasonable. Because I think it's just appalling. And also, you know, why not live in the moment of where you are? Mm. You know, I mean... I just feel I, you cannot walk and read your phone at the same time. No. Well, you wouldn't it's walk, not a possibility. Well, you wouldn't walk and read a book, would you? You wouldn't no. literally walk down the street holding a book. And no. it's the same thing, yeah. really. But, but uh, you know, a, a bicyclist would get into trouble yeah. uh, if they ran into somebody. Uh, it's just not living in the moment, which I'm afraid to say I think is the most important thing now. People don't look up. No, they don't look up. They don't have eye contact. Also, I find those people, if, if they if you, they bump into you, they, they they almost tell you off. Oh, yes, they do. You're like, you're the one that was staring at your phone. The other tip that somebody gave me, which I think was rather a wonderful one, for, for women going home on their own, if you pretend you're completely around the bend, <laughs> talking to yourself, and a mad woman, <laughs> people won't come anywhere near you because they don't want to get involved. Now... You see people going around talking to themselves, and you just think, "What is this?" And you realise that they're, oh, you know, got people look insane. Yeah, yes, yeah. that's but so, they're so loud. And so yeah. that tip has gone out the window now. Uh, I used to use that tip as well. But my, my my take on that was I would speak Welsh because I'm I, ah, I speak Welsh, but it's such an unusual language. Not it's very, very many people do. So, so most if any, I'd love to hear you. If any crazed lunatics <laughs> I like having a go at me, I just talk back at Welsh, and then they're like, "Oh, very, you understand what I'm saying?" And then they just back that's away. That's a brilliant one. Yeah, <laughs> that really. So is. find a very niche language, learn it, and yes. then just use Australian. that self-defense. Yes. No, no. Or oh, that would put me off. <laughs> no. Um, no, it's. Well, I, I was saying this to a friend the other night, actually, because he, I was watching some terrible, trashy TV. Because I th- I'd had a very busy day, and I sort of came in. I thought I can't watch anything too taxing, so I put something quite. I'd love to know what it was. Well, it you was put on really anyway. terrible. I think it may have been like a, a quiz show, and he's mm. just come in from LA, and he's a British person now living in LA, and he has this idea that you know British TV has gone to the dogs, and I was basically living up to that watching one of the worst things ever okay. and he sort of went in and he said oh no wonder you're watching this This you you watch this so you can still be on your phone because he thinks I'm on my phone too much and it did plant a seed and I went god I wonder if that is something that's happening in terms of you know there is a rise of dare I say it you know TV that's not too taxing mm. because people can technically watch TV and still be on their phone at the same mm. time because mm. you know you can't watch Line of Duty or The Bodyguard and oh, still be on your phone Mm-mm. Although, you know, people then go on afterwards and, you know, th- th- what's been amazing, I think, actually, about those kind of shows is that it, it has been that moment where people do sit down and finally watch in the old-fashioned way. They yeah. watch it and then they blow up Twitter afterwards yeah. talking about it. I, I don't like the way on media, though, everybody is an expert mm. and everybody it's is so quick 
to criticise. Yeah. I mean, it's the easiest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. And particularly authors come in for it, actually. You'd be amazed. I mean, there is, there is some, and I don't know where you find it, uh, where people are sort of criticising Shakespeare or criticising Dickens for writing a boring story. And you just think, well, you try. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and I know. It's, I, it's I do think that's really true. And it's like someone who's, you know, they're just writing for some paper that's got 25 readers or, or less it's, <laughs> but just, it's, just it's a platform to everyone yeah. everyone thinks but they're it's a critic so easy yeah. to criticize people and yeah. actually yeah. uh it's very depressing and uh you know let's find some joy in the world yeah. for god's sake exactly um, but you know what i was saying to you earlier I was, somebody told me once that think of your phone as your dick and if you wouldn't get your I dick out on that. the table <laughs> yeah i love you can that. use that at your next family gathering Celia. <laughs> shall i yeah. okay <laughs> No, but it's so good, yeah. though. Yeah. The, ne- yeah, the next meeting at BAFTA or something, yeah. just, just bring that out. Yeah. It'll go down well, I think. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do agree with you, Celia, because like I said, I'm somebody who's probably a bit too attached to my phone, and I and I, I somehow have signed up to that screen time alert, and I get those screen times telling me, this this week you are two hours more on your phone a day. And it's oh, like, do they tell you? Well, you can do it now, so I have done and it. do you? Okay. Uh, and it is interesting. It does make me go, oh, okay, I need to keep this in check. But I still like to think that, you know, there are, there are some places where the phone is not welcome. One of them is the bedroom in terms of, you know, intimately. Mm. And one would be over dinner. I, do, mm. I don't think, you know, yeah, I, I'm with the you. The trouble is, though, in our world, we have to, you know, not uh, be left behind. Everything is so fast and you, don't, and you do want to keep up with everybody and know what's going on. So we're sort of forced into it, really. Um, and we don't want to become, you know... In my day, blah, blah, blah. Those awful old bores, do you? <laughs> well, no, because I hated it when you know I was what? young. There's something to be said for being an old bore. I, got, I'm quite looking forward to it. I think I'm becoming more and more of one. But no. I, I must nah. admit, on a serious note, on the days that we say to my teenager, right, we're going to have an hour where we just talk to each other and we don't... And that, they're the days that I learn things about her world and she opens up because it's not a snatched bit of conversation there's been time over that hour for her to relax and unwind and do you do that every day i try to don't always succeed but i think it's a very good idea yeah the the, what i found was a clever idea uh, and it happened by chance with my son when he was growing up is go for a walk or go out of the house or go on a journey then you can ask the, the car, questions. The car it's is true. always... Yeah. That's yeah, a dog is great, go on a dog walk. Yeah. yeah, but interestingly, you're not... And also, a director told me when I was doing a, a walking down the street scene with Stephen Fry, actually, it happens in, in Norwich. And he said, by the way, when you're walking along the street, you don't always look at each other. So yeah. there is something to be said for all these, the car journeys, walking um, out of the house where things will come out. And you're not interrogating, you're no. just chatting. Yeah. Exactly, so, yeah. but you're not yeah. eye-to-eye contact yeah. either. Yeah. So things can be much freer, and yeah. it's amazing. And I, it, it happened quite by chance, actually, but I can see yeah. uh, that that's a good idea. And, and it's very interesting that when you do put the phone into that, which is everybody's distraction, that's a lot of opportunities for that just gone. Mm. Yeah. But also things Deep. like... Um, uh, it, the, when you make a phone call, the chances are the thing that is most pressing on your mind for this phone call is, oh, and by the way, which is the PS of the conversation, which is the whole point of it, yeah. and it's like a PS <laughs> in a letter. Yeah. I mean, please, God, we don't ever leave 
letters alone because no. I love getting letters and I love writing them. But the PS on a letter or a phone call is actually the, the whole point yeah. of it. And also the, the sad thing is that, I mean, because I do text, A, because it's less intrusive sometimes, you know, that you don't ring somebody and disturb them. But of course, they can get terribly um, misinterpreted. Exactly. Yeah. Can't yeah. They? Same with email. Yeah. yeah. Especially as you know, often they'll uh, correct your spelling, oh. so <laughs> it says something quite else <laughs> yeah. than you meant, uh, and it's gone, and yeah. you don't even know they've they've corrected you. But uh, so yeah. I have friends know. who live to correct the grammar. So it's like when you have one of those like actual moments where an autocorrect, or you on the. On, when I have texted on the street mm. in a rush, that's when you always send a really embarrassing misspelt word. And then, well, then am I afraid to jump be a on lesson that? To you. Well, I've, I've learned a lot from today. Basically, yeah. get out, <laughs> go for walks, and go home, and for God's sake, wash your tea towels. Don't worry, we're both going to, aren't we? No question. <laughs> I love that I've changed Celia and You really have. You've, <laughs> re- you've read us the tea towel right oh out. Yes. Um, Celia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank it's you for been an absolute delight to have you. Uh, and the book, once again, is A Nice Cup of Tea, or A Nice Cup of Tea. And In it's available. all good bookstores yep. now. Available. So yes. Do yes. check it out. Uh, thank you, Celia. And thank you to everyone for listening. We'll be back next week. See you later. Thank you very much. 